What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to Join the Ranks, your mini ship dynasty baseball podcast for the Dynasty Guru, where we chat baseball and you win some big cake. I'm Taylor Case, your host as always, and I am drinking a beer and I am here and I have a guest and I'm excited and that is a major win. Joining me, well, Joe is not joining me today. It's too bad. I miss him. But joining me today is Kyle Brown from TDG, our now... I, was, how many times have you been on now? Is this your third time? This is the trifecta. This is the three-peat. Oh, I love it. This we, We're, we're going to keep having you on. You're easy to schedule with, man, because we're only an hour apart, and scheduling podcasts is a big pain in the ass. So the closer we can get the time ranges together, the better. So I love it. Thanks for being here, man. <laughs> of course, dude. Yeah, I, uh, I had a guy on, on the On the Farm podcast uh, in my time zone, in the mountain time zone, Ooh, and it was... Nice. It was basic. I just reached out. I was like, hey, do you want to talk at nine? No other words needed. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, nine's good for me. And I was like, well, skippity-doo-dah, let's go. Excellent. It's, it's, very, it's very nice. Uh, before we get into the show rundown and everything else and ad reads, whatever else, where can people find you on Twitter, my man? People can find me at Caught Looking. Uh, switch out the U for a V and uh, hit me up. And then you can check out the podcast at On the Farm PL. That is also me responding. And sometimes I like my own posts from one or the other. And you know, keep keep the Twitter world going. Hey, you got to keep those those likes rolling in. You got to keep them rolling in. Uh, yeah, please check him out. This dude knows what he's talking about. That's why we keep having him on. Uh, all right, let's get to it. We're doing we're doing breakouts today. Actually, then we're going to take another break real quick. I'll do some, uh, we'll do the ad read. Uh, the presenting sponsor of today's episode uh, of Join the Ranks is Fifth Element. Fifth Element is an ultra high milligram CBD focused on relief and recovery after a workout. It's specially designed for people with an active lifestyle from weekend warriors to professional athletes to bucket list gym enthusiasts to dynasty baseball dads up late every night like myself. Fifth Element, aka 5E, is full spectrum high mil- high. Whoa, high milligram hemp to help you whenever and wherever you need it. Sounds like I need some right now. Get yours today to feel better tomorrow by visiting 5ehemp.com and use the code DYNASTY to get 50% off. That's right, 50% as in half off. Check it out at 5ehemp.com and use the code DYNASTY. That's the number 5, the letter E, hemp.com. All right, first we'll do some news notes uh, and then we'll get into some breakouts uh, and we had one guy chime in with the breakout he wanted us to get get into a little bit uh, today as well on Twitter. Uh, first things first, couple news and couple uh, newsworthy newsworthy things. Uh, Taylor Trammell makes the roster, and I'm very happy because I have Taylor Trammell 
pretty much pretty much everywhere. I'm six or seven, maybe eight teams, most of them dynasty. I'm very happy. I know I'm probably the high guy on on him, Kyle, but uh what are your thoughts on Taylor Trammell? I you know, I've been I've been definitely in the hating camp on Taylor for Ooh. for a good long while. Um <laughs> I there's just something about it's it's not scientific, you know, he's done enough interesting things and showed off enough skill sets, you know, and many, his many stops along the minor leagues. And he's hopefully learned something from like the 17 different organizations he's trade, you know, been traded to and played for. Um, but he, there's, there's more than enough there in terms of, I mean, a big thing for me is approach. And he seems to have a pretty solid approach at the plate. At the very least, that's what the stat line says. We'll, we'll definitely get rubber to the road on that with him making the, the big club. But Seattle's got a little bit of fun stuff going on and he's part of it. And if they're going to give him a shot, I mean, I'm excited to see him actually get a shot somewhere at the major league level and see what he can make of it. Cause it's just disappointing to see him get traded and traded and traded. <clears throat> and that's another thing. Like it's easy to be like, yeah, a bunch of teams haven't wanted him. And then it's easy to say, well, a bunch of teams have wanted him. And then it's sort of easy to say, well, maybe he hasn't really been able to ever get it going because yeah. he's been traded mid season every single time. So these are, you know, they're human beings, and so that that takes a toll. But if he can get some entrenchment going on in uh, in Seattle, I think the future looks good. So I'm excited to to see what actually happens. But I am, I definitely am not the the high man by any means on uh, on Tatram. No, and I think it's probably safe. I mean, I obviously I, I I like him a lot. I think he's probably a better hitter than than. Um... You know, then the stat line suggests uh, from the minor leagues, and I know he's been traded a couple times. And I, I like to think that I like to lean. You know, there's always there's always a bias there with these players, right? And there's always a gut feel. And I like to think that uh, players or teams, let's say, wanted him. I tried to focus more on the teams that wanted him, and I think he's a good fit on that team. Obviously, they've got too many outfielders right now, um, and when they're all healthy, I don't know. I don't know where he fits, but I do think when he, when he does find a spot, and he's where you know he does. I do think he does stick on a roster in the outfield eventually. And I hope it's the Mariners. I think he's. I think he's an above average player. We'll see. I'm not going to take a. You know, there's no no victory lap. I mean, it's nice that he made the team, uh, but there. Are, I know there are still concerns with uh, with his fantasy relevance, but uh, it's exciting that he made the roster. Yeah. Uh, next guy is Luis Camposano, another guy I'm excited about because I I actually think he he's going to rake. I mean, another guy that has potential playing time concerns when Nola's back, especially with Caratini there. But what do you think? You have any exposure to Camposano on any of your teams? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't have any exposure on my teams, uh, and that's just largely due to not really focusing on catchers at all um whatsoever so oh, i tend to man. yeah i tend to not <laughs> i tend to just not have too many catchers on the, on the squad especially in dynasty i'm i'm much more likely to i'm much more likely to pick up the austin nola right that sort of comes out of nowhere or uh is a yeah. late bloomer the garver whatever i might throw something in like a jeffers but i probably don't have him in my farm system but uh, you're talking about a guy that uh, doesn't really strike out that much and seems to have some pop in the bat. So I'm I I, I like Camposano, um, and I think he actually <clears throat> well Nola's got some versatility. He can play a couple positions, which seems to be a theme for San Diego. 
And so if Camposano hits, I, I think that there's reason. I If you hit and you're playing in San Diego, they're going to keep you in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I think that they are just full throttle. It's They're not going to mess around with like, well, we're going to develop him. And, you know, we thought yeah. it's, playing time will be earned in, in San Diego, I feel like, this year. And if you are hitting, you will play. Agreed. Agreed on, on all accounts. And I think he'll get. He's not going to get a ton of a ton of at bats, but he's a guy to, you know, if you're doing if you're doing daily leagues with daily pickups, he's somebody. If you see that he's in the lineup, say this especially there's a lefty on the mound, he's somebody you got to consider for those three or four at bats of that game. Yeah. Next guy, Akil Badu. I really like this guy, uh, and and not just because I love that name. That's just fantastic. Uh, but I think he's better than his projection. Do you have any thoughts on him or no? I have. I'm not. I'm not a big. I don't. I don't have too much. He really seem, to me seems like a sort of a spring training darling kind of guy. Yeah. Where you know the the numbers in spring training were great. You know, hit a bunch of home runs. What he hit five, and uh, he he certainly showed some things there. But I there's a long enough track record for me in the minor leagues where he's sort of just continuously scuffled, where I can not get too excited about a spring training because you can go through and you can check out all those spring training stats and you can see a couple other names on there that would, you know, give you a crooked, crooked neck type of situation to look to, 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 to then go, well, yeah, he's going to be good as well. And, you know, anyway, so that's really, I don't have too many strong thoughts on Akil Badu other than I did drop him in one of my dynasty leagues to get a pick for this year. So that's really how I feel about it. But I would be happy if uh, if he proves me wrong because yeah, I would. I just want to hear announcers saying his name. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I I guess I don't have strong thoughts about him as well, but I do. I do. I like the momentum that he he gained. You know, just like kind of like uh, Tramel did in spring training, and I, I think it's I think it's great when these guys make the roster and he's an injury or. Two, maybe away from regular regular playing time, but could be a steals threat guy if you're in a roto league. Uh, I guess if he's in the right spot in the lineup, let's throw that caveat out there. Yeah, maybe not, maybe not an above average hitter, but you know, a, a category play. Let's let's call him. Yeah, and I like uh, I like guys that are making the roster and they have a chance to to break out or at the very least establish themselves as a regular, you know, and something you might be able to use in a deeper league. I like those guys being on really bad teams because they will have a, a shot at more run uh, than, uh, than, you know, someone on San Diego. So, right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Speaking of uh, decent players on, well, we'll call him an average team. Josh Rojas also made the roster coming in for the for the Diamondbacks. Do you have any thoughts on him? Do you have any any interest in rostering him on any on any of your teams? I I do have interest in rostering him. I've picked him up a couple of places just as a flyer. Um, I play in Yahoo leagues and I have a hundred percent shares of Ketel Marte. Um, who oh. if you want to talk about him for an hour, two hours, three hours? I'm about it. Um, we can just watch highlights. We can just cancel the pod and we can just watch highlights and just record ourselves just going like, oh, my goodness. All he did was flick his wrists and it's gone. Opposite field. Um, that, are you talking about that? Yeah, that homer yesterday. Nonsense, right? It was yesterday? I mean, yeah. I, I, he hit it and I thought, oh, okay, great. Like, that's an out. And it just uh, – he is strong. 
He doesn't even look like that big of a dude, but man, he is strong. It's a, it's a tight package. You know what I mean? Like he's not, he's not big in that way, but I think when the camera zooms in, you're like, Oh, there's some definition there. There's actually quite a bit of definition there. Um, yeah, that, that home run, that home run was the kind of home run where I watched it a few times, maybe a hundred times. And, um, every time I watched it, I was like, "Mm, maybe there is something with this new ball and the drag coefficient and, and it potentially being more bouncier, but I've watched enough Catal Marte home runs on repeat to know that like, yeah, he just has that, he has that strength. And if last year he had the wrist injury, you see why he wasn't able to get to that power last year. So yeah, that was fun. Anyway, back to Josh Rojas. I, I like Josh <laughs> Rojas. I think, uh, I, I think Rojas is, he's definitely someone who has needed a little bit more of an extended uh, look at the major league level. He sort of has, has come up and just stuttered um, at uh, multiple times. And you've, it's always interesting when you see like a minor league, like a player with a minor league track record that is well above average. I mean, he's sort of Rojas. Yeah. It really is my kind of player, you know, high walk, low K, a little bit of pop, a little bit of steals. um, And, you know, is playing multiple positions. I like that as well. So, but you just there's the you, you see it many times when you're when you're looking at stat pages and you see a combined minors and majors and it's just like oh you came up and they gave you like ten games and you hit a hundred and then you did it for a second year in a row and I think yeah. you know another guy like this who has gone the other way is like Franklin Barreto you know Franklin Barreto if you look at his his numbers it's just crazy video game numbers in the minor leagues and then fifteen games to the major league level where he can't do a thing. Right, and so it's always interesting to know. I don't know to give those guys an actual extended look to really see what to really see what happens. So I'm excited. Rojas is getting is getting a chance, and he's leading off. I mean, they have they have some confidence in him, so they're they're really giving it to him. Yeah. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, they, they really are. And he's leading off even against lefties as well. He led off against Blake Snell. Um, I believe... I guess I'm going to have to fact check that. Um, and he hasn't, he obviously the caveat wise he's one for 13, right. With a couple strikeouts, but, um, yeah, they 13, face some 13 at bat or 13 plate appearances. So they face some tough pitching though. I mean, that's, that's yeah. Darvish. That's, yeah. uh, you know, it's so I, I, you let's let him get out of San Diego for, for a turn, even though if we want to keep I, talking about yeah. it, tell Marte made all those pitchers look very <laughs> foolish. I can't talk about. I mean, I could, but having watched Cattell Marte for the last couple of days, and I know the Padres won three games, but he is a thorn, man. He is going to be a thorn 
to to the entire league. Just if if anything, like I know it's a small sample size, right? But if we just want to hone in on that opposite field home run again, man, he looks he, he looks just lock he looks locked in. He looks like he's playing with a major chip on his shoulder, uh, which is great. It's great. Anyway, we'll push Cattell to the side. Rojas, yeah, I, I say that more to, you know, I say that he struggled more to, I guess, convince myself and convince everybody else to like not necessarily give up. You know, if if you snagged him, I know I snagged him in a couple of places. I bid forty something bucks in the TDG Roto League. Um, don't give up on him yet. Yeah, he's got he he he's. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, looking looking here at the you know walk to strikeout ratios, it's good. It's all it's almost one to one. And a lot of his, you know, in, through the throughout the minor leagues, which is fantastic. Okay, uh, okay. Next, Sixto Sanchez down to the minors. Sounds like he'll be back. Are we worried about that at all? I mean, it sounds like his, there was an MRI, but it was just a little bit of inflammation. It should be okay in a couple of weeks. Are we worried about that? Maybe no. Uh, I mean. It's not, I don't worry about it any more than I worry about any other pitcher just completely imploding, you know, and, and all the ligaments breaking and, and things of that nature. So it, the, the, the move the you know, the sending him to the minors to start the year almost seems, you know, it almost seems like, well, now that we know he got the MRI, maybe that was the reason they're just being cautious, which you can't blame him. It's, you know, it's a prize piece and a big part of their future, uh, Sixto is. So. I'm not too worried. I guess we'll we'll sort of wait and see. If I can weather Zach Gallon's injury, I can I can weather a little shoulder stuff from uh, from Sixto. And I mean, hey, you know, Max Scherzer had shoulder stuff coming up. It seemed to constantly plague him, and then he just turned into one of the best pitchers of all time. So that's quite a comp. I'm going to keep that one. I'm going to stick that one in my back pocket just in case we need to revisit it. Uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I stand by it. I stand by you it. Stand by it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I mean, on the bright side, I mean, if there is a bright side of somebody being sent to the minors and having a hopefully minor injury is that, uh, Trevor Rogers has his rotation set in the Marlins, uh, or his rotation spot set, uh, in their rotation. Um, and I have, I have, I've picked him up quite a bit and there's been quite a bit of Twitter chatter, uh, quite a bit of helium on Trevor Rogers and his heat. For the last couple of months, what do you think about him? I like Trevor Rogers. I like, you know, it's starting to get to that point where I'm giving Miami pitchers just a little bit of a boost, just yes. on just on organization. And I that's always sort of fun when you can feel like you're sensing a trend or a rising tide in an organization, really changing their tune. You know, similar things are happening in Baltimore with different different types of players. But yep. that's a uh, I like that. So I mean, I, I, Rogers is. He's someone that definitely he's he's got the bug right, and if all you did was was do fantasy baseball through Twitter, then he would be a first round pick at this point. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. But I, I'm definitely a fan, and I think uh, he doesn't. You know, there's 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 some good teams in that division. There's some good offenses. In the NL is definitely, in my opinion, better than the AL at this point in terms of strength. Anyway, getting off, I think Trevor Rogers is good. I like I like that he's going to be given an extended look. I like I like what he's bringing to the table. I, you know, obviously the uh, advanced velocity is huge, but the secondaries are solid, um, and the you know the X stats from last year were much better than what actually what actually happened to him. So, 
yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I didn't get him in my, uh, in my home league. Unfortunately, I got, I got sniped on him because I tend to trade all my picks away and just cry during the draft. But, um, <laughs> yeah, such it's as a it painful is. game that we play, man. It is, and it was on Zoom this year, man. It's embarrassing. Um, <sighs> but that's fine. That's fine. Um, and then I tried to, I tried to trade for. It, what's great though is the helium on on Rogers because I tried to trade for him after the draft to the guy that the guy that that got him and he was like I'm just not trading Trevor Rogers and I was like could you hold on just a second are you telling me right now that Trevor <laughs> Rogers is untouchable is this the conversation that we are having because we can have it if that's what we're talking about but dude must be on Twitter. I mean, he's not. That's the thing. He's actually, he just, I, I sent him stuff and it's really my own fault because it just, you know, I, you, and you, anyway, anyway, it's, it's very, it's very funny. There's a, there's a great line from a couple of years ago when, uh, you know, we, we both look and read things and are just crazy. And he had, I think the third pick or maybe the fifth pick and whatever, the guy who always wins the league, who always goes for the pitching had a couple of picks before him. And the, so, yeah, this was two years ago. And he's like, ah, I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you who I'm taking it by with my first rounder. I got, I got my eye on someone. I think it's going to be huge. And I just paused and I was just like, well, uh, do you think Chris Paddock is a secret? <laughs> <laughs> and he just burst out laughing. And I was like, yeah, come on, dude. Like, what? Just, just like, first of all, you're definitely not getting him. That dude's taking him for sure. Like, I can guarantee that. And you know, just this this is share information and just be on the same page so that we can actually trust what each other says. Otherwise, it's just going to be zero dark thirty for the rest of our lives in this in this fantasy baseball world. Yeah, it's a fine line. It's a fine line between sharing information and uh, trying to be a good friend i guess yeah <laughs> i don't know well fantasy baseball is the world where it's like yeah no we're all friends i'd, I'd go to the mat for you i'd you know I'd take a bullet for you I'd, I'd change a tire in a snowstorm for you like all those things um but i will become lex luther in the fantasy baseball world so don't you know don't mess around yeah i hear you I, that that's the way it is for me except except uh when i'm playing in my home league and i'm playing my wife that week oh and, uh then my, my, then then it's it's real hard. It, then it's like real lose lose situation. But, uh, yeah. Then, well, then I, then I have to give more advice that that week. But other than that, yeah, I, I hear you one hundred percent. Anyway, back to <laughs> back yeah, to back to Trevor Rogers. I think he's Trevor good. Rogers. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Let's set some reasonable expectation. I don't know if this guy listens to the pot or not. I'm looking at steamer here. And they haven't projected for a, a sub four ERA uh, with about nine K per nine, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think he's at twelve and a half K per nine like he was in twenty twenty, but I could see somewhere. I could see him pushing ten. But I see. I mean, I know the Marlins are a good team, but you know maybe he doesn't get the same kind of run support that I would like him to get. I don't know. I, I don't know. Is you see a sub four ERA guy? I remember I'm throw some cold water on this guy's untouchable. You know, Trevor Rogers is untouchable. Yeah, kind of deal here. Was, <laughs> what do you yeah. think? I, I think I think sub four is going to be tough. Um, I think right around four. You know, I think sub four five. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine saying. And you know, that's hmm. you know, like 
I don't think well, it's yeah, going. I agree. You know, and that's honestly uh, a four-five ERA is a is a quality start. You know, that's that's six innings, three runs, and I think that's I think that's reasonable. And I, I pushing ten, flirting with ten, maybe fading towards the end of end of the year, and it, it slow you know gets down to the nine and a half. The thing that I'm really looking at is what is he going to do with that walk that walk rate? <laughs> you know, is the walk rate going to be the very, very good walk rate that he showed early on, or is he going to be somewhere in those threes? Because I think sort of last year with that high K to nine and the high walk to nine, history in terms of historically for his, uh, his minor league track record, I just, I, it seems to me like he just came up and tried to do a little bit more and people didn't know exactly what, what to look for. The scatter reports seemed to be off. People were not expecting the gas. Um, yeah. So, you know, if he has like a four, two, four, three ERA, and uh, and pitches for you know and he's also not gonna he's not going 170 innings right like probably 100 120 um, something like that. Oh yeah, I'd be happy with 120. Yeah, but uh, you know things happen. I think that'd be a, more like a ceiling. Uh, yeah, I think I I think I agree with you on this five. I think so you know, somewhere in between four or five, and that's a that's a pretty good pitcher nowadays. So it is. It is. I'm happy with that. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. And in fact, I don't have any more listed. So, you got any more thoughts? Uh, any more uh, opening weekend thoughts before we move on? Uh, can we talk about Catal Martes more, or is that off the? Uh, we could, <laughs> we could, could, but we probably shouldn't. We probably yeah, shouldn't. <laughs> probably shouldn't. No, I guess the only the only opening week thoughts is just to uh, to to try to you know, put a tweet you sent out there into all bold and all caps and italics <laughs> and all those things, which is don't freak out in the first week, the first weekend, the first whatever. Like it's just, it's, it's such little information, you know, people, yeah. just like we said, like you can look at Josh Rojas starting one for 13 and you can then also look at the fact that he is, you know, hitting against some of the best pitchers in the major leagues to start out with. And, I, it's it, it just everyone, everyone calm down. It's really just the only, the only opening week stuff. Don't use all your fab. Don't use all your, you know, your weekly ad drops in the first day because like you're the one who had, cause some guy went two for four, right? Like he went two for four. It was a solid double. Don't freak out. That's all I'm trying to say. You know, it's hard, Kyle. I have a hard time not overreacting. seems like everybody else is the same way. Yeah. It definitely is the case. I mean, you, you go and you sort by overall rank, and you're like, well, he's the 13th ranked player in Major League Baseball right now. <laughs> How am I not picking him up? Oh. I mean, the uh, I believe I'm saying this right. I'm trying. Yermin Merce, uh, Mercedes um, on the White Sox right now, who's, yep. what, like eight for nine in two or three games? I mean, Yes. The, the fab bids for him this weekend are going to be mind-blowing. They're going to be out of control, especially in the leagues where he is catcher eligible. Oh my god! I mean, I'm I'm going to do it. I, I don't even care. I'm going yeah. to bid on him, probably yeah, he, too way too high. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love I love it's that's a great story, man. That he's you know he's he's been in the minor leagues for so long, and he seems like such a good dude who just wants to play baseball and yeah. be successful at it. And uh, yeah, I mean. The, the you know it's that's a that's an that's an amazing way to begin your career to 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 break records in terms of stuff but totally. I, where i have the most shares of him actually is in um that great dynasty baseball invitational not the invitational sorry the dynasty baseball championship the prospects live best ball five year stuff 
Uh, yes, yeah. I am in, in one of those leagues. Yeah, yes. Mercedes was um, he was a very popular pick of mine. I think in I think I'm in four leagues, and I think I have him in three of those leagues. So you're in four of those. Oh, I think so. Yeah, when you know, I guess their best ball. That's I, I, that's I, what it's about. I'm about yeah. that best ball life for sure. And when it when I was when that came about before the pandemic last season, I was like really trying to go hard to do to get more to get into a few more leagues to diversify the yeah. those formats I was playing to get into the fantasy industry and have a little bit more real hands-on knowledge of like well, this is points this is head-to-head this is roto this is roto points this is 30 team or 16s 12s <laughs> you know all that stuff so i went real hard and when that came up that just seemed like awesome and then i told a friend about it he was like well we got to do a league yeah. and uh he actually won the league uh, for the first year which he won't shut up wow. about yeah and oh, I'm, well, it's I'm 60 sure. games yeah, whatever um, well yeah that's still that's that's pretty cool it is. I'm gonna give him a little bit of credit. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, sixty games. It is what it is. But that I can imagine winning anything. That's a thirty-team anything's. It's got to be a thrill. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in one. If I if I even shit. If I'm in the first, like, or I'm in the top half or the top third, I'd be stoked. I'd yep. be so stoked. <laughs> yeah, and I'm. I'm really. You know, I was trying to. I think one of the one of the reasons he did so well is you know a he had Freddie Freeman who obviously did well for oh, the full yeah. stretch of time, so that was pretty fantastic. And then he had a couple other other guys that just everything sort of worked out. And then his team was more. He's getting into dynasty more. I mean, so he's a few years into it, but he's not like whole hog dynasty yet. He's he's certainly getting there. It's trending that way. But um, so a lot of his a lot of his guys were more. It is it's a team built for years one two and three and i feel like in that format there's a lot of people who are sort of playing in the sandbox and they're like well i want to win three four and five and then try to win the overall so they're taking a lot of prospects and he he zigged when other people zagged and it it came out well obviously so hey if you win a year you make your money back so all good yeah kudos seriously i'm i i did that i did a tdbc i think was my first one i got into my first actual like real league this off season. And that I was still, you know, I was maybe like early November. Right. So I was still kind of like maybe just three months into the dynasty scene in general. And I was freaking lost. So I, I really wish I, I, I should do another one. I wish I had waited until, I don't know, maybe a month ago <laughs> to get into it. Cause I, my brain is, has expanded so much. I, I got into another 30 team, like a daily 30 team, 60 roster or 60 man roster league after. Um, and I think I'm going to do okay. Or I hope I do okay in that league, but uh, it's wild to go back and look and how different it is even in, even in just a couple months, how things have changed. Cause I like the team in my TDBC league, like I, I'm, I, I more than likely will be a bottom five team this year. Like looking back on it now, and anything can happen, right? But I mean, shit, a lot of shit can change in a couple months. I mean, I maybe I'll be good. You know, maybe hopefully I'll be one of those teams that's good in in year three, four, and five. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll I, see. I I did another one this year, and I can already tell that the one I did for twenty twenty one, you know, through whatever twenty twenty six or seven, is going to be significantly better than any of the ones I did in twenty twenty. Just. Understanding a little bit more about best ball, understanding a little bit more about the system, understanding, yeah, totally. you know, just not chasing some prospects that 
even if everything breaks right, they're going to be up in year five. Like, what's the point of rostering that guy for four years in a lot of ways? So, yeah. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, a, a hundred or let's say 200 to 250 average at bats from a player over five years is better than, I mean, two years of great greatness from, you know, some, you know, highly touted prospect. I mean, and I, I wasn't thinking about it that way when I did it months ago. So I, I'm with you. I'm getting more into best ball as well. I think it's, I think it's an awesome format. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to what this is. This show is supposed to be about not Cattell Marte uh, breakouts, uh, which is, it turns out now we've got like, how, I don't know how many names we got here, but basically whether anybody with the name Austin is going to break out this year. Uh, and the first one, we're going to do this on a scale of one to 10. We're going to do, we go through these pretty quick. Uh, we'll talk about uh, whoever it is, we'll throw the name out there. Kyle will give a number. I'll give a number. Um, then we'll go through, you know, five or six of them and do another half dozen super fast as well. The first guy on here is Austin Slater. Now let's do you first, Kyle. What on the breakout scale, scale of one to 10, what do you think about Austin Slater? I, I think Austin, I'm, I'm going to give him a three for a breakout scale. And somewhere Patrick is crying. Yeah. He's, big, it, he's a big Slater. Guy. He's a big Slater guy. And I, it, I'm not giving him a three necessarily because I don't have some, baseline belief in in the skills and and the changes that he made to his you know to his swing which is obviously evident in sort of the launch angle gains that he made between 2019 and 2020 my my thing with with Slater is he almost I don't know it's weird because of the shortened season but I almost feel like it's not a true breakout because you could look at the 27 or 31 games or whatever that he put in and with the eight steals and the you know four hundred on base and the five hundred slug and the good walk percentage, um, so it's tricky because I don't think he's going to produce that over you know the course of over the course of the year, but I think he's going to be a very useful player that could very easily 10, 10 to fifteen home runs, ten to fifteen steals with like he's not he, what he what I like about him is he's not doing anything bad, you know like he's yeah. not doing anything poorly. Um, but I don't necessarily see him doing anything great. So in terms of breakout potential with what he already did last year, three, it's a three for me because I just, it's not, to me, it's almost not a true breakout. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. And you're right. It's only 24 games. I mean, we're looking at, or or sorry, 33 games. He's 24 years old. We're looking at between 2019 and 
um, or no, I'm looking at, oh, shit, I'm looking at the wrong Austin. Ha! See, there you go. There's too many Austins on There's this list. There's a lot of list. Austins, man. Too many Austins on this list. I think, I, I think I'm with you. I mean, I have him as a five. Um, I'm, more, I'm a little bit more of a believer. And I'm 10, but 10 to 15 and 10 to 15, I think is maybe a, maybe a ceiling. Maybe a little bit more of a believer. Like some, he fits somewhere in between the 21 strikeout rate and the 30% strikeout rate, which is okay. Somewhere in the middle there and a decent walk rate. I, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of like him. You know, 1.2 war in, 20, in 31 games in 2020 is, that's a, that's a, that's, decent to build off of yeah no it is and i i the i guess the you know what's always interesting when a player makes a change and then he gets 31 games at the end of sort of a weird season and he's playing for a team that well in a lot of ways well almost everyone made the playoffs last year but you know the giants are (laughs) (laughs) the giants are not necessarily they weren't on on everyone's radar so to speak not only do their games happen later for most people but not for you and not for me but um I just sort of feel like the Giants players can get a little bit lost or a little bit they, the the lag time exists when they're not winning World Series as that is. The lag time can exist for for some players to sort of break out, but if I'm looking at his like let's uh, let's you know, I'm not I want to be like a slave to projections, but if I look at his ATC and it's a 254 348 416 with 12 steals and and 9 homers, I mean, that's a, that's a very useful player in a non-base league, um, and it looks like so far he's still starting. Um, you know, in the even when he's uh, he's matched up with the pitcher on the the, the platoon, so yeah. we'll see. Um, I uh, I don't I, I guess it's just I don't know what the ceiling is, and I think if I think he can be a very useful player, especially if they let him run, and if they let him run, and he's getting over ten steals, and he's not. If he's getting over ten steals and it's you know three fifty three 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 sixty on base percentage with with some homers, I mean you know then you're looking at like a Robbie Grossman type of guy, and that has yeah. value, and he's leading off just totally. like Robbie is. So I think there. I is he leading off? I did actually I actually know that that that's even better. Well, he but did it for compiling you know runs and our you know runs and other you know, stolen bases. I like that he did against the lefty. Um, he okay. didn't against the righty, I believe this is, gotcha. yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's correct. He, he let off against the lefty, but he was like sixth or seventh. I'd have to double check, but he was, he was lower in the lineup versus the righty, uh, to start the season. So we'll see. I mean, if he hits against righties and he's able to get on base at the very least, even if he doesn't hit, uh, I bet, I bet they keep putting him up at the top. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. All right. So that's Austin, Austin Slater got him. For five, Kyle's got him for three. Next, Austin. I mean, next breakout, but also in Austin. The one I was just looking at, Austin Hayes. Give me your thoughts on Austin Hayes. Austin Hayes. Austin Hayes comes up a lot in my life because uh, a pickup was made in a championship week, and Austin Hayes went three for four and won the league for a guy. (laughs) So Austin Hayes is never far from my mind. I wasn't a part of that, but I bring it up constantly to the guy who lost. And – Anyway, I I, uh, <laughs> I I I like Hayes. I I don't think I don't think the ceiling necessarily is there too much, but again, like similar to Slater, in a deeper format, he's going to have value because he doesn't. He's sort of like okay across the board, 
but I don't think he's going to turn into a lot of what his minor league numbers looked like and a little bit of what that uh, that that first time up looked like where he sort of performed very well in a small sample. Um, which was it, uh, 2019, where 2019. he came up and, yeah, came up and, I mean, those are some okay. pretty robust numbers. 309, 373, 574 in, uh, in a tiny, tiny, tiny little 21-game sample. But I, I don't hate him. You know, he's got, uh, he's got a decent launch angle. He's got decent contact skills. Um, but again, and he's not a zero on the stolen base category if you're playing, you know, sort of traditional stuff. Doesn't strike out a bunch. Doesn't walk excessively. But, uh, you know, hits the ball okay in terms of hardness. He's not elite. He's not someone, you know, uh, his average exit velocity in, in the 2019 year was solid. And 2020 was a weird year. I'm not going to not gonna say that, take it to the bank. But max exit velocity is okay, like 107-ish, you know, and he's, he's done a little bit better than that. So he is a solid, depending on how deep your league is. If you're playing in a 12-team league, I don't think Austin Hayes is going to make the cut. But if you're playing in a 16, if you're playing in a – he starts to maybe become a little bit relevant. And if you're playing in a 20 or a 30, then, like, yeah, he's uh, he's someone you're going to want to, I think, get because floor is there. Ceiling might not be, but floor is. I think I'm with you. I think I believe a little bit more in the – I think I believe a little bit more in the ceiling coming. And maybe I – Maybe I'm valuing those 75 plate appearances for 2019 a little too highly. Uh, you know, looking at his stat line here, I mean, he's a one, almost a 150 WRC plus guy in 2019 and just under a hundred in 2020. Um, and I don't know. In the end, maybe he's just kind of a, maybe he's just kind of a boring guy who gets 500 at bats, but. I mean, a ceiling of 20 home runs. I'm going to say, like, I think there's 20 home runs in, in that a bat or in that bat, let's say, because I do think he could get closer to somewhere 500 to 550 at bats. 20 guy who can go 20 and 20 and 10, you know, and bat 250 to 260. I like that. I like that a lot. Especially for the price. Especially for, yeah, especially for the draft price. Absolutely. You know, I'm not super confident in him, and I'm not super confident in the organization as well, or or the the rest of the team. Let's say to compile, I don't know, anywhere close to you know 150 runs in RBIs or RBI. Is it RBI or RBIs? I keep I keep hearing this debate. Yeah, it's, it's just RBI, isn't it? It's a potato potato situation. I. <laughs> And, anyway. and and some people would not agree. But, yeah, I, I definitely say RBIs. Frankly, I say whatever comes out of my mouth, and I don't think about it because everyone knows what I'm talking about no matter which way I say it. So I'm going to go with RBI, runs batted in. There's no runs batted ins. Uh, anyway, that's a, that's a completely different – podcast uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna give him, you gave him a two i'm gonna give him a six i, th- I think i i think it's there I, this one could bite me uh, but i think it's there and, th- and thanks again to uh fantasy underscore t underscore ball fantasy t ball for the uh for the lone question on breakouts that i posted i think it was last week we were supposed to get to this last weekend just haven't gotten to it yet so thanks for sending that in yeah one one thing i will say about hayes which i do like for your 20 home run projection is that he is hitting in very small ballparks generally speaking right so like the majority of his playing time is coming baltimore is coming new york is coming toronto buffalo dunedin um wherever which i hear is uh, quite a nice uh, place to hit 
Yeah, exactly. And then uh, I'm blanking on oh, Tampa Bay. I think it's pretty neutral. But, you know, those are all those are all relatively small ballparks uh, that help offense. So yeah. that that is something that he does have going for him that could help, you know, get a little bit more stat line out of his skill set. Agreed. Next guy, Victor Robles. Let's hear it because I you you way low. <laughs> I just no. I'm not no. It's no. It's just, just done. Just I'm done just I'm just totally done. I <clears throat> I I've never watched Victor Robles hit and been impressed, even when he's hitting home runs. That sounds weird to say, but I just <clears throat> I'm I'm I don't think it's a. Uh, he just reminds me a lot of what we thought Michael Taylor was going to be uh, all those years ago when we were giving him 2020 potential. And hey, Robles has actually done it, but I'm just not a fan. Uh, I just don't. What is it that turns you off? Is it just like, because uh, I know you're a, we, we have both of us actually, we have points league backgrounds as well, right? Is it the like huge discrepancy between his his walk rate, which is not great, and his strikeout rate, which just seems to keep climbing every single year, or or what? I'm curious. Uh, to me, I I always, and maybe this is you know, if people are playing in leagues where this is not the case, then then that's sort of what it is. But I don't like guys who get a lot of their value because of the fantasy baseball categories of five by five. So you know that to me is is Alberto Mondesi. You know, I think Victor Robles falls into that category. And that 17 home run season with the 28 steals, like that was wonderful. Uh, that was also in 2019 with the with the very fun baseball. And the the max ex, the max exit velocity is solid um, when he he can tag things up. But I just haven't seen enough contact skills. So it just seems and, – and like you said, he's not walking very much and he's striking out too much. So – that all those things are just red flags for me, and it's sort of like, well, there's enough of those red flags where I'm just never going to be paying the cost. I would much rather pay for Austin Slater to give me 250, 12, and 12 than go several rounds higher uh, and go for Robles on the hopes that he gives me 20, 30. Um, so that's. That's I'm just not a big. There's just enough there when it comes to. Eh, I don't love the contact. Don't love the approach. Don't love the helium he gets simply because he's had one season that was a little bit power speedy. That was it was legit power speed season. But again, you know, uh, 2020 caveat or 2019 caveats with the ball. So and then and then he was just real bad last year. And you know he tried to change his yeah. body and all those things. But again, I don't love that. I don't love that he tried to change who he was and it failed. Like it's just all these things sort of don't stack up nicely for me. So I'm full out on Victor Robles. Well, we're a little different. I'm going to go, I'm going to go seven. Cause I think, I think going into 2020, I think people were pretty high on, on him taking another step. So I'm trying, I'm trying to not throw all my eggs in the 2020 basket, but I, those are very, those are all very valid concerns, in my opinion. The last year did not. Last year was bad, <laughs> and it didn't. It didn't not happen. Like it, it was there. We can see the numbers, right? It's still almost two hundred plate appearances of, of you know, pretty bad baseball. So, all right, on to the next one. Nick Senzel, 
and I, I think it looks like we're in agreement on this one. It's kind of mediocre potential. I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm too high with the five though. I'm, I, I'm a little tired of Nick Senzel. Uh, give me, give me your thoughts on him. Yeah. I think being tired is, is a fair way to, to look at it. I mean, there was a, a couple of interesting things came from, uh, from the red, the Reds prospects guy, uh, Rudy Vergastrate, Shelley's, uh, Shelley's man. And, um, yep. he, uh, he just forged out on his own to, uh, to go deep into the Reds prospects world. He loves the Reds prospects. And he, he said something today, actually, um, which will be a few days old for whenever people are listening to this, but whatever. Uh, he said something today about like, well, why are they running him out there in center field when his arm can't handle it? And, you know, he Senzel is talented enough to play on the dirt. If they if they gave him a chance, I'm almost shocked that Senzel is like why why not just throw Senzel at shortstop if you're gonna actually move Eugenio Suarez to shortstop and like <laughs> yeah. I I, mean, I don't it just seems like if you're willing to be creative enough to move Eugenio Suarez to shortstop, you should be be willing to be creative enough to bring Senzel back into the dirt and and play him somewhere and India can play multiple positions, but I think. I would I would just sort of rather really see what I have in Senzel and then not stress his his arm out that much and and what Rudy said was yeah him playing in center field is just it's it's a recipe for disaster and he's already have some shoulder discomfort and you know so that's the only thing I guess I like Senzel I want him to be good because I love dudes that have hit tools that are you know off the charts and uh he's already got a little injury thing nagging him this year so it worries me that's but, the problem. That, yeah. That's the problem with him, right? Is and that's why I'm tired. <laughs> that's why I'm tired of Nixon so because I was excited when he first came up, right? But like, we have no idea what we're going to get from him, and we have no idea if we're going to get anything from him, like actually be on the field, right? I mean, I yeah, I don't think I, I don't, I don't think I'm overstating that. And yeah, and if he's going to play the outfield too, there's more risk of him falling and hurting himself. I mean, there's there's risk at shortstop as well. So I don't know. Mediocre. I'm still hopeful. I want him to do well. Right? I want all these guys to do well, but it's a five for me. Yeah. How about Austin Riley? Braves. I, I like Austin Riley. I mean, I you know he's another guy Same. that that showed off some fun stuff in uh, in spring training with some big home runs. I think the power is there. I think it's just a question of, you know, picking slightly better pitches, but it's trending in the right direction. And I like the organization that he's in, in terms of sort of, you know, supporting and helping him get there and showing uh, they've as much as you can take it, they've had some success getting the most out of some players like Dansby Swanson. Um, you know, when it, when it comes to guys that clearly have some talent, but need to change a couple of things without an overhaul, so I like Riley. I don't think there's any, and he's a to me he's a classic power hitter. And those guys yep. tend to take just a little bit, some extra reps uh, when it comes to to finding their own. And so I I like Riley, and I think the the ceiling for him is quite high if a couple things click. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ceiling being what like thirty five homers. Yeah. I mean, I think that could happen if he can keep anywhere in between, you know, if he can keep down that that 36% strikeout rate he had in 2019, keep it closer to the 24 he had in 2020. And just as long as, you know, he, 
mean, what's I, I, we saw we've seen a max exit velocity gain this year as well. Right? It's only a, a you know from one eleven or one ten to one twelve, but yeah, we're seeing. I think we're going to see good things from him this year. Yeah, he reminds me of. Uh, he reminds me of well, not quite, but when I when I see him, I think of Troy Gloss and. Uh, Troy Gloss walked a little bit more and, and you know, he did yeah. his thing. But it's just – he just he, – he's a 250 guy who can hit 35 home runs. That's sort of what I see. And if he can eke out a little bit more walks and, and kill the strikeouts. Now that I look at Troy Gloss's numbers, that comp is very imperfect. But that's just what I see is Troy Gloss. Yeah, that's okay. I, I like I like the comp, definitely. And if, and if he's Troy Gloss, I mean, that's – I mean, that's fantastic. That's very good. I think Austin Riley's got to be happy with that. Yeah. (laughs) All right, next guy. We'll go through these next couple. We've got, what, six, seven, eight. I think you added a couple as well. We'll do these quick. Uh, Oh, and to recap, Austin Riley, I'm a seven. Kyle's a six. Uh, Big hopes for him. Again, he could could even be an eight. I think if he keeps the strikeout rate down, that's something to monitor going into these first this first month or so, uh, and if it's low, it's, t- it's time to get him on your team if you're in a dynasty league. All right, next guy, Aaron Savali. Give love, it to me because it's like an eight or nine for me. Yeah, it's high. <laughs> I got him rostered. I got him rostered many places. I dig him. I, I trust Cleveland. I trust that he, you know, he and I, I like what I, he's done with his arm angle. Like basically, I keep reading. Everyone at Pitcher List keeps being like, well, Aaron Savali is just doing all the things that Bieber did on his rise to whatever. And I don't think he's going to turn into Bieber this year, but I like Savali. I'm, I'm in, especially because I, I just like – I like control guys too. And he, he can uh, he can do a little bit of command. He can do – he can do – he has good control. He's not focusing on the fastball, focusing on the secondaries. In the best organization for pitching development, especially for his specific type of pitching, all, all about Aaron Savali this year. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Same. I think I'm ha- I have him on five or six teams as well. Three or four of those being dynasties. I'm very, very invested as well. He's I'm going to say he's either an eight or a nine as far as breakout. And he had a I had a pretty good de- he pretty good year last year as well. Uh, alrighty, or give me a number. What do you what, what are you thinking with him before we so, go on? Savale, I, I I toss an eight on that. An eight, okay. How about uh, Tukupita Marcano? On the Padres. Like Marcano. Yeah, I like Marcano. Uh, I like I like guys who have very who have above average contact skills. My worry with Marcano is sort of something we talked about earlier, which is 
they are only going to play the guys that hit. And there's enough bats there, and he doesn't necessarily come with much other than sort of inborn contact abilities that I worry about a full breakout for him on the Padres. If he was coming up with the Tigers, I might toss like a seven on it, you know, because yeah. he's going to, he's going to, they're going to let him play and they're going to let him hit and he could hit 280 or whatever. But because of sort of where he's at in terms of a fantasy breakout, I like the skills. I don't like the situation. I agree with you. That's why he's probably a, a three or a four, more likely a three on the Padres, right? I mean, he's a bench bat right now. If there's an injury or two, maybe that's different. If he's traded, which I think is a legitimate possibility by the by midseason, uh, that could easily jump up a couple numbers, five, six, seven, who knows, depending on where he goes. I mean, I like the skill set as well. I mean, it's just he's kind of – Correct me if I'm wrong. He's, he's our kind of player. Like just guys who just don't strike out, who can hit whatever they feel, you know. Yep. Whenever they feel like it, you know what I mean. Absolutely. I saw him, and this is such a small thing, and it, it, it's maybe it, maybe it's meaningless, but I've seen him beat the shift so many times. It, it like it's, it's fantastic. I love it. That's great. I, I love when guys can do that. Now, that's anecdotal, right? There's nothing. There's nothing really. Uh, stat wise to back that up with but i don't know i like to see it all right next guy that's to uh that's to cupid and marcano by the way uh alec bohm it's gonna be it's gonna be big it's gonna be big for bohm yeah Yeah, i'm i'm a i'm a fan i i think he he's sort of he's not a classic power hitter he's got power he's you know everyone's sort of enamored with uh with andrew vaughn these days and i feel like Alec Baum reminds me a lot of what Andrew Vaughn is supposed to be, but he's already sort of here and he had a very good debut. So, and the Phillies can score a lot of runs and that ballpark is, is not huge. So I'm a, I'm a fan of Alec Baum. I think in terms of breakout potential this year, eight, nine, I'd be, I definitely have him in a few places. I sort of consider him like relatively established and I like all the cast of characters around him. So I, uh, I'm a bomb guy. Same. And maybe, maybe, Maybe he already kind of broke out last year a little bit. Maybe he's not a super breakout candidate. Although I do hear from people that people are, people are concerned more about him not hitting enough homers. But I, I think he – I just – I don't know. I feel like he can. I mean, he, he's – this is a big dude, right? I mean, he's – for the most part, has had a swing geared more towards the gaps. But I, I feel like that's something that can be worked on. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that can, I think that'll come. I think he'll hit his home runs. I think he could hit twenty-five to thirty home runs eventually. Maybe not. Maybe it won't happen this year. But I don't know. I think it's coming. He's one of. If I had to say, there's a gut feel guy. I mean, Alec Bohm is somebody I'm reaching for on pretty much every draft. I mean, we're doing, we're in a league together right now. I, I will be doing everything I can to get Alec Bohm on my team. On in, in any in any draft I'm in right now. Yeah, and and you know when you when you talk about that like uh, swing gear towards towards gap power towards doubles power, the thing that I that I've you know sort of been saying a lot this spring is it's easier to grow into power from contact than growing into to contact from power, and and bomb has pretty high contact abilities for someone that has. 
the kind of pop in the bat that he does. And it reminds me a little bit of how people viewed and this. I don't want to give him this ceiling because this is lofty, but it's kind of how people viewed Nolan Arenado when he was coming up. You know, they talked a lot about his doubles power, but they weren't necessarily sure about his home run power. But he had incredible contact skills as well. Obviously, he got helped a little bit by Colorado and all that stuff. But when the power came, it was gigantic. Um, And he was, you know, he's just been living over 35 home runs for a long time now. So that's what I'm people maybe you're like, like you said, maybe the home runs don't come this year, but. They're they're there, and I think we're going to get several seasons of thirty plus home runs out of Alec Baum, and they they could very easily come with a two eighty plus average and a decent yeah. on base percentage. So, um, yeah, I, I I like all the things happening there. I agree. I mean, and projection systems seem to really like him as well. Anywhere you know around one hundred fourteen or so, or one hundred sixteen WRC plus as a ceiling, but. And I'm seeing anywhere between 17 and 22 home runs. Like I, I really do think he could he can do better than that. And chip in a couple steals, 150 runs in RBI. Yeah, 280 average. I mean, I, there's there's not much to not like about him. He's got a high, an easy easy eight. Is even though we kind of established he's maybe maybe already broke out a little bit. All right. Sorry, did you have another thought on him? No, no, that we're good. All right, let's do it. Joe Musgrove. Let me hear it. Oh, Joe Musgrove. How I <laughs> how I miss you. How I miss you on the Pirates, even though you never really did it for us, uh, except for two starts last year. But uh, I, I like Musgrove. The, I, and I think breakout – man, 2020 really complicates the breakout world for me it because does. depending on who yeah. you're talking to, you're like, no, Pittsburgh Pirate. I, yeah, Joe Musgrove didn't break out last year. But if you look at the stats and you look at some individual starts – you know, he had some injury issues at the beginning of the year, but then he was he just laid down the hammer at the end of the year. And he laid down the hammer on teams competing for the playoffs. I'm pretty sure he struck out ten guys against Cleveland at the end of the year last year. Um while while Cleveland was fighting for their you know, their their playoff seating and all that stuff. So I uh he's he's changed his pitch mix pitch mix up a lot. He knows how to use his secondaries a lot more. Yeah, his last game of the season last year, he struck out 10, 10 Cleveland baseball teamers and um, and uh, walked one guy and pitched seven innings. Like, he was absolutely fantastic, and Cleveland was had something to play for. Everyone was in the lineup that day. Ramirez was there. Lindor was there. Everyone was there. Everyone was, was, was attempting to win that game, and he denied them that. Um, absolutely. So I, I like Musgrove. The only thing that gives me pause with Musgrove and you saw it tonight, right? Like he, he ate up the Arizona diamondbacks pretty effectively. Uh, yes, he, he, he cruised through the first few innings and then, you know, they took him out when the pitch count got just a little bit elevated and you know, whatever, don't, don't waste it all, especially when you got a good bullpen. So the only thing I worry about with Musgrove is that he does have to face the Dodgers and he does have to face, he does have to pitch in cores. And so those things, I, could I see some? Could I see a couple of starts versus the Dodgers where he gives up six runs but strikes out eleven guys? Yep, I could see that. You know, so that sort of complicates the the breakoutness and what it can look like. And really, it comes down to health. 
as it does with all pitchers. But yeah, uh, 140 plus innings with a K to nine over 10 and a, a well above average walk rate. And, and, you know, if you play in those leagues with wins, higher win total likely because of the Padres breakout potential for Musgrove is yeah. Again, eight, nine, 10. Like I think if he stays healthy, he's really, he's really coming to his own. So I'm, I'm about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm 100% on board. I and I, did you watch any of his start today? I didn't. No, I was watching another game. I was just following that one on uh, on GameCast, and it was just strike, 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 strike out. Yeah, he he is locating his pitches phenomenally. I mean, it, it, he might have been, he might have been getting a couple calls tonight, but he's throwing he's throwing a slider just like wherever he wants it against lefties. It's coming in. It's coming in like inner third and on lefty, and then it, it, I, I don't know who it was. It was either I think it was Lo Castro or or Pavin Smith or somebody like that. The ball almost hit him in the in the chest, and it was just like a check swing, right? He realized last second it was coming right at him. I mean, he I watched him do that multiple times tonight. Like put away pitches were just beautiful, just beautiful. And, I, and it's one start, right? I'm not gonna be you know, I'm gonna. I should probably pump the brakes a little bit on him, but I mean, he looked. He looked good. He looks yeah. good, and he and I, I, he's happy. And and because I see a little bit more, you know, small time stuff here. I see other videos or interviews stuff here because I am a Padre fan, and there's more local video. He he's happy here. And I don't know. And that's not to say he wasn't happy in in Pittsburgh, but he's from San Diego. He he he's. I think he's really going to find a groove here. Musk yeah. groove, if you must. The, the musk groove. Uh, you <laughs> side-doored that one in pretty good. That was nice. That was nice. Well, I, my, I guess, have you ever been to Pittsburgh? I have not. I, I would love I would love to go. It's a, it's a fantastic stadium. But in terms of uh, happiness factor? Um, <laughs> hmm. No, it, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> If you grew up in San Diego, you might have a hard time finding happiness in Pittsburgh. I guess that's really the only way I can say it. Well, I will have to do some research on that. I mean, the, that it's the, the I mean, it's got the great skyline in the back, right? I mean, it's 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 great. Oh, I mean, incredible! Are, yeah, the the stadium for me is is the tops in the big leagues because it just the ambiance uh, of the of the city in the backdrop the backdrop of the outfield all of the yellow bridges that people walk over to get to the stadium that they close you know the the Pittsburgh itself is a wonderful city um and it is it's generally easy to get around infrastructure's been boosted up they got a little subway system now all the other teams there win pretty consistently and have won uh, championships recently. You know, the Penguins have had some success. The, the Steelers have had some success. Um, and, and you know, so Pittsburgh is – is it's definitely a good place. It's just uh, not San Diego and it's not perfect weather all the time. And, uh, yeah, that's gotcha. – uh, yeah, that's that's really sort of more. But in terms of stadium, man, yeah. But, you know, it's, Pittsburgh's a tough place to play in a period of time when no one's really actually trying to win and you can't stay healthy. So I, I'm happy he's uh, – yeah. I'm happy that he's he's at a place that he can flourish because there's a reason that he was a big part of a trade for Garrett Cole as much as that was a terrible trade and, you know, the Pirates made some awful ones. 
at the end of Huntington's uh, Huntington's tenure there. Yeah, he there's a you know you see it now. He just needed to figure out how best to use his his arsenal, and he has figured it out. And the he proof is in the pudding. Yep. Well, we're very happy to have him. All right. We've got four more. We're going to do these as quick as possible because we're just over the hour mark, and I want to make sure people are tuning in for the entire episode. Next one, Tyler Ma- or Tyler Malley. Tyler I believe it's Molly. Malley, Molly. It's Tyler definitely Malley. E on the end. I think it's, yeah. I think it's Malley. Um, Malley. Yeah, I, I dig him. Uh, he's got, uh, you know, Eno's, Eno's been talking about Molly for a while uh, this, uh, this preseason, and he – the the thing that he keeps saying, and, and I think you can see it in the uh, in the in the stats and the output, is that he never really had an out pitch, but he had good command. So now he has developed a slider that is an out pitch, and he he pitched very well today, five innings, nine strikeouts. He still struggles a little bit with that home run ball. He did give up a couple to Paul DeYoung today, and he's in a small ballpark, so there's that. And he's got Eugenio Suarez playing shortstop, so there's that. Um, all those, all that said, I really, I really like Tyler Molly. I think he's, in, you know, in a year where innings are going to be tough to come by, he's solid. In a year where, uh, I don't know, he's got high strikeouts. It should be lower walks now that he has a whiff pitch, and uh, Cincinnati knows what they're doing when it comes to their pitchers. So, I, uh, I like Molly a lot. Agree. I don't have anything to add. I think he's, you know. Seven, eight, nine, whatever. I, I think if he can get a full season in, I think he's a, a wonderful breakout candidate. All right, how about Tanner Hook? Tanner Hook, man. I, uh, I it was someone who's not on my radar until he came up and just wrecked fools uh, at the end of last year for the Red Sox. Same. And I, he, he was, he was, yeah, he came on. I think he struck out ten in his first game, just like, hey, here I am. Uh, and I had, I had Shelley on the pod. Uh, to chat about, and I, I asked her about how, and she was basically like, "Yeah, he developed a, a slider that is devastating, and he struggles with a little bit of command. But if that is not an issue, and if that gets better going forward, he he has a chance to be solid. And you know, none of the Red Sox fans seem to believe in the Red Sox pitching development, but there's a couple of good things happening. You know, they've they've done a couple of good things with like Aovaldi and and stuff, and and Hauk looks to be. He got a start today versus Baltimore. He did very well, and the you know, he did even better than the stats will tell you because he. I was listening to that game as I was doing a bit of yard work, and um, the he wasn't getting the benefit of the doubt on some balls and strikes, and it was one of those squirrely strike zones. But he was still he induced a lot of swing and strikes, and so it seems like he's got mid nineties heat sliders wiping people out. Uh, probably doesn't have the ceiling of some of the guys we just mentioned, you know, Savali, Musgrove, Molly, but keep your eye out on him because he is another one of those guys who could pop for a team that has no real reason other than to see what they have in him in the Red Sox. Again. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have much to add. I'm, I'm with you. I, I didn't know much about him. I'll be honest. I still don't know too much about him. I like that fastball slider combo. For sure, especially that slider. I mean, that, that's nice. That's very nice. They're definitely somebody to keep an eye on. I'm going to go, as far as breakout scale, I'm probably going to go five or six. Maybe I need, maybe I'm not getting, giving them enough credit there, but uh, it, it does worry me a little bit. Like you said, maybe Red Sox fans are not being super confident. Like maybe when the fan base isn't super confident, I, I, I'm i a little less 
hands-on when it comes to getting these guys on my team. But uh, somebody, somebody definitely to keep an eye on. Next one, Garrett Crochet. Give me your thoughts on him. Yeah, I, I really like Garrett Crochet. I mean, I, I watched him pitch at the end of last year. I watched him pitch tonight. Um, and it <laughs> people really can't touch his stuff, man. I mean, he no, he is he is blasting a fastball upper nineties. He's controlling it pretty pretty well. I mean, he seems to be putting it exactly where the hitters don't want it. And the the slider is it's, I mean, it's it's also high velocity. It's ninety two ninety three. It it he's he's confident throwing it at any time. And I mean, he's so he's coming out of the pen. But if if things I don't know. Don't necessarily go well, or there's pitcher injuries for starters, which everyone's expecting. Like, I think Garrett Crochet is going to put up. Hmm, if I had to say it, I think he's this year's Devin Williams. I. Th- wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I think he is. I think he is the kind of guy that can strike out two guys per inning uh, over the course of it. Over the course of uh, you know a season where he's tossing fifty. 50 to 60 innings. It would not surprise me if Garrett Crochet struck out a hundred dudes this year from the bullpen. I uh, just, it, and you know, part of that is also they're, they're, they might let him go multiple innings. They let him go multiple innings tonight. I think yeah. he went 2.1 innings, struck out three guys. I don't think he allowed anything uh, tonight. And if he's, if that's what he is doing, I think he definitely has the potential to pitch 50 innings and strike out. I mean, a hundred is definitely going to be the high end. That's going to be, an incredible season for for his rookie year, and you know the arms got to hold up with the with the little flexor twinge he had at the end of last year. But I mean, fifty innings, eighty five Ks, fifty innings, ninety Ks. This is an extremely valuable relief season um, that you're going to get out of him. Saves are not probably going to be there. Holds might be, and, and you know Chicago's got a lot of incredible bullpen arms. So I actually like that because he's not going to be relied upon in a way that's going to potentially wear him out or you know they're actually gonna be able to rest the guys when they need it and then let someone like crochet go two innings but anyway that's that's if the the high end if you have the tagline i i think he's this year's devin williams i really do well that's fantastic to hear i have him rostered in a couple places i'm just happy he's healthy yeah like you said with the whatever strain he had last year i I'm still worried about that. I'm I'm a little skittish when it comes to arm injuries in general. I'm very risk adver- risk averse, let's say. But it's nice to see him healthy. It's nice to see him get out there. And like you said, just just I'm when he faced seven guys and struck out almost half of them. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's a good people start. people don't know what to do. I mean, he's tall. He's coming from that left side. It's just. The stuff is nasty. It's just nasty, and I like that he's you know he's he's slated to be a reliever this year to keep that arm a little bit healthy, sure. a little bit healthier, uh, hopefully. Um, so yeah, uh, I I like crochet. Same, maybe maybe reliever breakout this year and starter, you know, st- rotation breakout next year if he can extend or or get stretched out enough. All right. Jonathan India is the last guy I have on here, somebody that I really like. And I think especially at a second base position that is as has been talked about on so many different podcasts is, is pretty thin. Uh, what are your thoughts on India heading into the season? You know, I, I will probably disagree a little bit on India. I'm just not a – I've been trying – you know, I don't know what it is. I, it's not – 
I don't love him and I don't, and I don't, I also don't know how to suss out my thoughts on him really all that well, because I think he had huge power numbers in college and those numbers didn't materialize after being a very high pick in the minor leagues, but maybe that's just not who he actually was. Maybe that's college stuff. That's not who he's going to be in the major leagues. And so I don't, I sometimes have a hard time. Is it that he didn't live up to my expectations, but also that my expectations were incorrect and wrong and not supported by, you know, solid evaluation. And, you know, clearly he's made the team he's starting. I think he even let off today. Um, did he really? I think so, oh. man. Yeah, you might have double checked me on that, but I I did watch that that game because it did also come to blows. Um, the uh, the Cardinals and the the Reds. There was some very fun stuff that happened between Woodruff and uh, Woodruff. Not, I mean, not 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 obviously the Brewers pitcher, but I think his name was Woodruff. Um, it's a pitcher that I had not seen before. And anyway, he hit Nick Castellanos and Nick Castellanos and. When Nick Castellanos eventually came around to score, there was some fireworks. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't, John Woodford. I can't. John think of Wood it. something. Yeah, I can't think um, of what it was. Yeah, yeah Wood, but, Woodford or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But there was, was yeah, there was some fun stuff. But I th- I'm, in India, <laughs> you know, India. That I just anytime the Reds and, and Cardinals fight, I will tune in. But um. <laughs> <laughs> India to me seems like a solid a solid floor bat. You know what I mean? Like he seems like he's yeah. got good contact skills. He's got good on base skills. He's hitting in a small ballpark, so that should help the power just a little bit. He's sitting in a decent lineup overall, so that should help sort of the peripherals. So breakout potential, I'd probably you know have a lower number, but making it potential and being valuable, there's there's definitely something there. I'm just not as high on him as some others seem to be. But but why do you you know what do you like about him? Well, I think that he's better than than these projections here. I mean, I, I'm seeing a projection of somewhere between 13 to 15 home runs. I think, I think he could push. Well, if if ultimate ceiling, I think he could push for 20 and 20 and seven to eight steals with a good K rate, a good walk rate at a thin position. Yeah, and I mean all of the all of these guys are tough, right? Because we don't have a ton of we don't have a ton of information of what happened last year. We uh, are just going into a weird season in general, and he ultimately is not coming out not coming out of nowhere, but has uh, underwhelmed at times. But I think uh, for all those reasons, I I I, I like him. I like him. And I, I've, um, you were talking about Rudy earlier, uh, who I believe also has him ranked fairly high, or maybe I'm thinking of prospects live, uh, prospect live. Um, I don't know, man. I think he, I think maybe he's kind of a, maybe he's just kind of boring, but at second base, I'm okay with that in a, in a roto league, let's say. I'm okay with being, with waiting and getting Jonathan India. And being boring, that pick, I don't know, pick four hundred or whatever, something like that. Yeah, wherever he's going, costing you nothing in a draft. That's kind of how I'm viewing him. And a lot of these guys we've talked about uh, are kind of fringy, right? And that's kind of the point of this. But uh, yeah, that's where I'm at on him. I yeah. Mean, 
in a sub 20% K rate. I mean, I'm looking at 2019 as this, this is double a, right? But a 15 walk, 15% walk rate, 18% K rate, 138 WRC plus and a, a decent average. I mean, he's not, that's tough to expect. That's tough to expect this season, but a 15 homer, five or six steal season this year. I, I'm okay with that. I, I think that would be a good year. I, I guess I just, I don't, I don't see that much power. Um, but I, but I do see, I'm trying to think of, you know, he, I think he, I think he's going to outperform all these projections when it comes to average and on base percentage for sure. You know what I mean? And if he is almost maybe just a little bit more powerful and he's sort of like a Luis, Luis arise light, with a little bit more power. And he also is not a zero in the steel category. So like where you're, what you're talking about in terms of where you're getting him, if even if he hits 10 home runs and steals eight bases and hits 270, that's got value. Totally. Totally. Nothing nothing real sexy. I mean, he, I think he's been thrown around on Twitter and other circles as you know, being this hot hot thing to go after and TGFBI and Fab or whatever else. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm that excited i don't know if he's the next hot thing but i think he can be i think he can be good i think he can be worthwhile on your dynasty team anyway that's where i'm at on him okay wow we just hit a lot we just hit a lot of dudes yeah uh, or <laughs> we, we talked about a lot of players i should say that's a weird <laughs> sentence <laughs> Any last minute thoughts or anything, any last minute observations from these last couple of days? Obviously, we're recording on Saturday, so we've only got three games to look at, plus spring training, I guess, if you want to count spring training. Any last minute thoughts before we head into Sunday, which I, and well, let's call it uh, Sunday and Monday because this is going to drop Monday morning? Uh, I would say just keep uh, for the first month, don't freak out like we talked about, but keep your, keep, Check those Twitter feeds, see who's coming up, you know, and make sure it's going to be a little bit more out of nowhere because the minor leagues have not started yet, right? So it's not going to be this guy was playing super well in AAA, so they're bringing him up. It's going to be like what we saw today with uh, the Diamondbacks where they're just bringing up Geraldo Perdomo to, uh, you know, to, to fill in for an injury. But if he hits well, it could be the kind of thing like he sticks up longer than uh, than that maybe. It's unlikely, but the prospects are going to come out of nowhere, especially in this first month, because they're just chilling on the taxi squad. Bobby Witt is on the taxi squad right now, all that type of stuff. So don't be surprised. Don't be on the surprised team when it comes to some of these these young prospects coming up who you're trying to catch a little lightning in a bottle, I guess, would be the early returns I have on the season. And then uh, keep an eye on the ball and the home runs, because I'm not so sure we have a D-juice ball this year. Yeah. I will definitely be paying attention to that. I I keep hearing so many different things that I think the only way I'm going to be able to get a handle on it is I'm just constantly monitoring that ball. We will see. I've got a little note here from Joe because we don't have Joe on here. I think this is something good to mention. And we, we kind of lightly touched on it earlier. Eugenio Suarez is playing shortstop. So as a last-minute thought to everybody out there, he should if if he plays a couple more games, he should gain shortstop eligibility soon, which is fantastic. Uh, he could be just a, uh, Joe's note here is he could be a top five shortstop 
after the season. And I, I 100% agree that dude, that dude can rake. Uh, and my note is something that I'm finding or, or that I've found in previous years playing and, and finding more and more right now is that prospects, even when they come out of nowhere, are, are viewed as highly as they're going to be right now. Big guys, like if you're going for a championship year, that's something to keep in mind. Guys like Wander, Kelnick, Gilbert, um, whoever else, right? Casas, right? Their their trade value right now in your dynasty leagues. Correct me if you think if you have other thoughts on this as well, Kyle. But their their trade value is as high as it's ever going to be before they make it to the to to the majors for their cup of coffee. Something to consider. If you're starting to get wind of them coming up and you're going to be making, if you're thinking about considering them in a trade before they come up, that might give them that little bit of extra bump to go after some other, you know, major league piece in a trade uh, before it actually happens and they come up and potentially struggle because they've, they've never faced major league pitching before. Something to keep in mind. Yep. Totally agree. Okay. Awesome. Kyle, thank you so much, man, for coming on. Um, I know it's just kind of last minute. I know I just texted you earlier, so thanks for being available, man. It's, it's really nice to talk to you. Everybody out there, please follow Kyle. Please follow. Uh, on the, It's on the farm PL, right? That's the, that's the Twitter handle? Yep, that's the Twitter handle for the pod. Check it out. I've I've listened to – there's about one and a half episodes I haven't gotten to yet, but uh, – Go give them a review. Give them a follow as well. It's it, it's good stuff. It's going to keep. Um, well, you know what? I'll let you. I'll let you shout it out real quick. Tell us what it's about and where where everybody else can find you out uh, on the web. Yeah. No. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. And we actually the last episode we just did was 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 about not uh, not paying too much for prospects. Uh, you know, just sort of like you said, because they are they have crazy value and. The person that is trying to acquire that that prospect, they're thinking, I need to get this guy before he breaks out. So they're likely to pay a little bit more because they're yeah. worried about the exposure actually increasing the price when what's really going to happen is the price will go down because they'll become a major league player and they'll become a part of the, the universe and they won't have this unknown hype. Anyway, um, so yeah, the you know the pod is, is basically dynasty focused. It's prospect focused. When the when we're actually able to get minor league games again, I'm going to be doing sort of armchair scouting reports on uh, on pitchers and hitters and watching specific games to try to pick up on stuff and and see how some guys are developing and not just the top guys, but you know some 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 deeper targets as well and some guys that are working on specific pitches stuff like that. Um, and you know that's uh, that's it's a weekly pod and I'll, I sort of have rotating guests to come on and, and talk about things that they're seeing and you know, guys that they're watching and, and, and reports that they can make from actually watching minor league baseball games. So it should be a, should be a fun season once we have that rocking and rolling and uh, yeah. And then catch me at caught looking with a, with a V instead of a U. And uh, sometimes I say hilarious things and sometimes I say correct things and sometimes I say wrong things and you can comment on all of it. So I, I welcome it. (laughs) Hey man, sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're wrong. I think there's too much of a, some, I think sometimes there's too much of a focus on it, on being right all the time. But in the end, in in redraft and in dynasty leagues, like you know, we're not we're not 
doing, we're not drafting for people. We're not setting lineups for people. I mean, it's different in, in every scenario and it's hard to be right all the time. It's unrealistic to, to think to be right all the time. That's kind of a, a that's a side mini rant real quick, but uh, you, you're a good follow. I think this podcast is fantastic. I think you're putting out a lot of, you're putting out a lot of good work and you can, I can tell just talking to you on these, obviously these couple pods we've had you on now, you, you've reasoned out and, and put a lot of thought into all, into all of these players, a lot of good analysis out there. So thanks for doing all that, man. Um, and once again, thanks for coming on. I, I, I plans for the next couple episodes, uh, on my end, mine and Joe's end. It's one, just getting Joe back on the pod, getting back into a good rhythm. And, uh, I, Joe and I are also going to be putting out uh, a top 500, uh, OBP, Dynasty ranks as well in the next couple of weeks, so we're putting some serious time into that. I will be up very late a couple nights, uh, uh, a couple nights, a couple weeks, I'm sure, in the next couple <laughs> weeks. And uh, but I'm excited for that. I'm excited that uh, I got to talk to Keaton about that recently. And uh, well, you want is there anything else you want to shout out before we close out? Uh, no, man, that's pretty much it. Other than um, uh, Cattell Marte, that's all I have to say. Cattell Marte, I know, I absolutely know what the the title of this pod is going to be. It's just going to be straight Cattell Marte colon tight package. Just like that's what it's going to be. Yep. Yep. Anyway, thanks for tuning in today. If you have the time and means, please subscribe to the show. Give us a five-star rating. That feels so good when we see a new one out there. Uh, we've gotten a lot of great feedback. I appreciate it. The good and the bad. The reviews and ratings have been uh, wonderful for the most part. Uh, make sure you tune into Dynasty's Child, Dynasty Divorces, and You Can Dynasty Baseball podcasts as well. Once again, this has been Join the Ranks. Thank you for joining us, and thanks uh, again to the editors for not pulling the plug on us. That's all we have. Be nice to yourself. Be good to each other, and uh, get yourself some cake. Until next time. Peace.